T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. B. Mitchell Finley, 106.7 The Fan, coming to you live from Indianapolis, Indiana. NFL scouting combine off and running. A number of coaches and general managers are talking. Apparently Joe Douglas says the Jets have met with Derek Carr and they plan to meet again with him here in Indianapolis. One team that doesn't seem at all interested in meeting with Derek Carr are the Washington Commanders. Helping us talk about the Washington Commanders, we're going to welcome in our friend Mr. Pete Haley from NBC Sports Washington, the Washington Football Talk podcast. Pete, obviously major, major news this morning dropping with this ESPN story. What was your first reaction when you saw reddit obviously it's a long story so there's a lot to distill yes i i think my first reaction was uh there was some momentary panic the past few days that maybe dan would end up keeping the team with some of the other reports that were coming out but this one just further uh solidified it in my mind that he won't be able to and i just think there's so many paths where he's forced to sell the team and this story seems to paint a picture that he's struggling big time financial wise that he's further pissed off other owners. So he sells if he's broke. He sells if the owners vote him out. He sells if this Mary Jo White investigation comes out and paints him in a further awful light. He sells if Bezos comes in with a big offer. Like, there's just so many ways for him to sell. And this story, I think, uh, can, can ease the concerns of those who thought for the past few days that, wait, wait, this guy might keep it. I just don't think he can. Oh, he get voted out, and then they sell it to Bezos at a price that he didn't think. Right. It's like for Dan, I know we've all looked at Dan as an unbeatable, bulletproof guy, but man, he would have to survive so much. And he has survived so much through years and years. But the past two or three years, the stuff has really piled up. And if Jerry Jones is attempting to broker a peace deal, and now the FBI is involved, like there's just some, every villain I think can be defeated at some point. And Dan seems to be meeting his match, and there's so much against him and he is so hated and he's wanted by so many different entities and now it seems like the owners again are turning against him he just has no friends left it, it really is stunning to watch it all unfold and I, i've kind of thought for a while that something occurred like some incident must have happened and changed things and now the espn report with the 55 million dollar secret loan to me appears to be what changed what happened and I, I'm curious if you agree with that premise, that, that that was the change, especially if you look at the the extreme coincidence of the DOJ investigation getting announced and the sale getting announced on the same day. And now you're looking for indemnity. Like, what do you need indemnity for? Oh, never mind. Here's a giant thing you need indemnity for. 
How much do you think it impacts the football operations? Yeah, I think you've been pretty clear that it does impact the football operations. And you can look at the breadcrumbs in the past and sort of what we're talking about in the near future and come to the conclusion that it does. I mean, this team, JP, you tweeted about Sam Howell and Deron Payne. I think even beyond that, just the, the state of the franchise's practice facility, they have a turf field there that hasn't been used in years and they haven't been able to rip it up because it costs like a couple million bucks to do so, I'd imagine, and talking to some folks around there just on what it would cost. And they aren't able to do that. That's cash flow. I mean, this team's guys come to this facility and their colleges, what they worked out in, were way better than anything that uh, the commanders have out there in Ashburn. So I think it affects everything. But, yes, it does affect football, which is why it's probably appealing to go with Sam Howell, who's going to make fewer than a million bucks. Why franchise tagging Deron Payne and maybe trading him so they don't have to sign a long-term deal is the way to go. So, um, in terms of what changed, yes, I think that's true. Um, the, the, the coincidences are too much. And also when one story uh, about Dan wanting indemnification comes out right before the ESPN story, that also is not a coincidence. I'm sure Dan's people were approached for comment about this Don Van Nata story for weeks, and they had a feeling, okay, this is going to drop here in late February. Let's, uh, let's have some other stuff leak right before to try and counteract the narrative and get in the way of some things. So I think Dan's people are doing their best to fight on his behalf, but um, with the Post and with ESPN and with government bodies and all this, there's just there's too many people with their uh, weapons trained back at them. Like, like uh, the, they, they franchise tagged Deron Payne, and that's basically what $19 million has to go into uh, escrow, right, JP? Yep. If they were to get a long-term deal... That's probably what, forty-five, fifty, sixty million dollars get to an escrow. You think it's any possibility a long-term deal gets signed this year? Either one of you. No. Yeah, I don't think so. I think from a this is if this was just a normal off-season, I'd have a really tough time answering this from a football perspective because obviously, Deron Payne helped elevate this defensive line and allowed it to like capture its potential finally. When he played at a Pro Bowl level, him and John Allen together were just insanely good, and it helped Montez sweat off the edge. Like, finally, when the D-line met its, met its hype, it was because Deron Payne took that next step. So keeping him from a football perspective just like that is clearly the right thing to do. However, investing so much in two defensive tackles is so rare. I don't know if any team in the NFL has done it this way, and there's always a way, a new way to build a team, but that would just be so much money to tie into two guys in the middle, especially after you drafted Mathis and you have John Ridgeway, and you can try and find another guy in the draft. But on top of that, so I'm basically 50-50 torn on it. I don't think I would want to extend Deron Payne just because it seems like a lot to tie into two guys now, there. Not if you want to, line. do you think right. there's a possibility that right. it, it, it so, can happen this year? Right, so I think it's questionable on its own, but now with all this swirling, I don't think there's any way it happens. I think it's a franchise tag, and Ron gets his guy for one more year, or they trade him and they pick up future assets and get that money off the books. But I think uh, it's it's not going to happen. I think that is by far the least likely outcome, and I'm interested to hear what JP thinks about it too. Yeah, I don't think they're getting a deal done. And, and dude, I think you can make an I think you can make an argument for both of their situations where they're choosing not to spend much money uh, at quarterback and at at least with Payne, this is the least amount of spending to keep him around for next year. You can make – there's a football argument to be made that both are the right choice. They've tried the veteran quarterback situations on terribly. Um, Payne put it all together his contract year. Maybe you want to see him do it again. I, I don't know that I believe that. I think 
you told a young man, go out, prove it, we'll take care of you. He went out and proved it, and I think that creates kind of a bad precedent when then you don't take care of the player. But um, I, I think there is a football argument to make both those decisions. I, I don't see something happening there, frankly. Maybe I'll be proven wrong, but with the ownership situation looming over everything, I just don't think any major deals are happening. Anything north of I, – I bet they don't sign any player north of the pain deal, and they're only mm-hmm. doing the pain deal because they can tag him. Hmm. Yeah, and I don't feel bad for Dude, Ron Rivera. I, I won't be often. stunned if there's not a single $10 million signing this offseason. Right, and, and Ron is a long, successful NFL player. He's been coaching for years. He's got millions of dollars. He's in charge of an NFL team. That's a really cool job. I don't feel bad for him very often, but this is a situation where I feel bad. He's coaching for his life, and he's got all this over his head where he probably can't address the holes that he wants and, and get the guys that he needs to keep his job. So, yes, it is looming over everything, and – my God, there's all these holes on the offensive line, and people are thinking, oh, let's go get Orlando Brown and pair him up with Eric enemy. That's not going to happen. They maybe get Andrew Wiley, the other tackle from the Chiefs, who's going to cost like a tenth of what Orlando Brown costs, or maybe they'll just dr- draft a bunch of people and pay them on their rookie deals. But, yeah, the, the vast roster improvements through free agency that need to happen I don't think will happen, and that's just going to further handicap Ron and make this year just really, really hard for him to succeed. I just think that they they waited too long to start addressing the offensive line. That that was before Ron even got here. But but ultimately, the fact that they can't do a lot of addressing in the proper way. How do you get to build an offensive line that's going to be something legitimate for Eric Bieniemy to come in and do whatever he's capable of doing? You better be scouting your ass off at the combine in Indy. You better be nailing your visits, and you just have to do really well in the draft and. 16 is a good spot to pick a tackle, it looks like. And then maybe you get your interior help there in the second, third, and fourth rounds at guard and center. Health would also be a great piece of luck for them. I don't think it'd be smart to proceed with Chase Rulia and Tyler Larson at center, but they just need one of those guys to not suffer a catastrophic injury during the year. And both of those guys have suffered two in the past two seasons. So a little bit better health and really doing well in the draft, I think, is the way to go. I mean, they're lucky in that receiver doesn't look like it has to be addressed much. They're okay at running back. Tight end, yes, that would be a spot. Maybe they have to go bargain shopping and get one of the like the C-level free agents, a guy who costs under $10 million to round out that group. But the O-line, if you just want to go heavy, heavy, heavy O-line in the draft, I think that can be the only way you make this offense functional. And that's necessary because as much hope as we have for Sam Howell, that hope is not going to result in much if he's running around like Wentz and Heineke were last year. Steve Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan, talking to Pete Haley here on the BetQL guest line. Pete, in an ordinary season, we'll be just talking about the combine. But we have to talk about everything else first. Now we're at the combine. Looking at the combine now, what do you think they need to be looking at? What are the positions that are more key for them to be paying attention to? Yeah, to, to veer from the offensive line, which we've covered pretty well already. I think linebacker is a, is a low-key interesting one. It depends on what they want to do with Cole Holcomb. If they believe Holcomb can, can sign for a cheap deal, which it sure looks like he should get around 3 or $4 million for a year contract, maybe he wants to prove himself after injuring his foot, then linebacker is in a huge need. But I still think they need to find a athletic, rangy, speedy prospect who can add a little upside to that group because the group of Holcomb, Bostic, Mayo, there's not much – Upside. Jamin Davis has a lot himself, but I think there needs to be another guy to develop there. And also cornerback. 
Um, Benjamin St. Juice showed a lot on the outside. And Kendall Fuller had a really good year, and he seems to be dependable. He may not be a lockdown guy, but I think his performance is pretty reliable, and I think he's going to age pretty well because of how smart he is, and maybe he can play in safety, et cetera. But St. Juice has been injury-prone, and after Fuller and St. Juice, there was nothing there. That's when he started relying on Danny Johnson, Christian Holmes. So finding another premium corner, maybe a guy who can occupy that nickel slot would be good. So O-line is first, second, and third for me. But when you're trying to round out this defense and turn it from a a top 10, top five unit in a lot of ways and make sure it stays there, maybe, maybe even elevates a little further, I think linebacker and corner are two spots to look at on that day one, if not day two and day three spots. Does corner jump up? Because I know they, they used to play with the they released him yesterday, played him at, uh, at the slot some. Yep. You're getting another corner and you have a legitimate person to cover at the slot. I believe that with that release and also the need of another corner puts that corner even higher. Definitely. I mean, they, yeah, you're right about Bobby McCain. They were using him as that slot corner. And they also were having him play a little bit of linebacker, which highlights how both of those places should be addressed. I don't love the idea of putting St. Juice back in the slot. I don't think they'd be foolish enough to do that, but he was not very good there to start the year. And then you bumped him outside once William Jackson fell out of the mix, and he was a really good player. That's when he was battling guys. He was getting his hands on footballs week in and week out. He was really fun to watch there and seemed much more comfortable. And I know Fuller has experience there too, but he doesn't seem to have exactly the agility needed anymore. I think he's better on the outside where he can really read the quarterback's eyes and sit there and try and jump passes like he did against Dak Prescott about 10 different times in the finale. So I think a pure slot corner is definitely among the needs and uh, at least have a guy who's familiar with that spot. So if you want to be interchangeable, you can, but I don't want to put Fuller or St. Juice there full time. I think they're best used on the outside. I go all the way back to 1999, 2000. Chad Lewis was a tight end with Andy Reid. Andy Reid seems to always have those legitimate tight ends around. We saw Eric Bieniemy under the tutelage of Andy Reid. He began to utilize Kelsey a lot. Do they keep just what they have here, or do they look for a, a more athletic, game-breaking type tight end in this draft or from another team? I think if you wanted the real athletic, game-breaking type who come from the draft, and it seems like experts are very high on that position this year, it comes down to their evaluation of Logan Thomas and. Ron and the coaches were pretty adamant near the end of last year that Logan was showing more of his true self, that uh, he needed that ACL recovery. I mean, he was on the field, but he wasn't cutting very well. He wasn't getting very open, and they felt like near the end of the year that the tape was being a little more true to who Logan was. So if they actually believe that and that wasn't just trying to back up a veteran who they respect, then great. They can use Logan. I mean, Logan in 2020 was was not Kelsey level. Nobody is, but he was in that next group of, he had a ton of catches. He was always open over the middle of the field and he was had great hands and he made some crazy touchdown catches if you look at his film from that season. So I think keeping Logan and, and then developing Armani Rogers and that group can be done. It's not on the top of the priority list, but yes, you're right. The enemy's offense really ticks when they have a guy who is uh, scary for opposing defenses. So if Logan is really healthy after another offseason and comes back to OTAs in shape and motivated to prove himself, then great. I think you can maybe draft someone behind him. But if you deem his need to never really be able to get back to what he once was, then that probably does shoot up to that top three list, and maybe that nudges out linebacker, and your top three becomes O-line, tight end, and corner. The legal tampering uh, season is coming up. 
very shortly. You got the owners' meeting coming up. I want you to take that little brain of yours, and, <laughs> and I want you to think. The next four weeks of Commanders football, what are going to be the top stories? <laughs> My little brain is trying really hard to envision the next month, and I think the biggest story is just it's the ownership, and I'd love to be talking about Deron Payne's future and where the draft uh, can really help improve this team and what sort of deals they can work out with outside players. But the ownership with the meetings coming up and it, these stories, there was a bit of a lull there, it felt like. Mm -hmm. uh, after the end of the year, we were kind of, all right, season's over. Where's all the Dan stuff? There wasn't any for a little bit. Now they're coming in hot and heavy. Every day, it's yeah. New York Post, it's the Washington Post, it's now ESPN, it's, it's front office sports, it's Bezos, it's Snyder, it's financial proprieties. Like they are piling up, and I'd imagine they're going to get even uh, bigger. And then when the owners get together, the microphones will be in their faces and they'll be asking them questions and they'll be dealing with it. So I think it's going to be all ownership stuff. And there's going to be fans who want to listen to you Make guys sure talk you about go the draft. Talk to yeah, go talk to Ursay. <laughs> go talk to Jerry Jones. Maybe give Ursay a cigarette and a beer. Let him like, get moved up. Um, but, yeah, Brian, I don't think I'm going on a limb there when I say it's, it's Dan leads the way by far. <laughs> All right, man. Well, Pete, we appreciate you giving us some time, man. Take care of yourself. And I see, did you drop the underscore? Uh, I haven't dropped. Oh, no, underscore's on uh, Instagram. Oh, no okay. underscore on Twitter. Okay, yeah, I, I'll I, just I check it here. Just check it. Just <laughs> check it. Caring, make Brian. sure you let them strong arm you there. <laughs> Have a good rest of the show, pal. All right, that's Pete Ellie joining us here on the BetQL guest line. We're going to take a quick break here and we get back. There are a lot more of those Van Nata clips. And we're going to make sure we uh, let you hear them all. I know we want to all talk about just football, football, football. But you can't when you cover the commanders. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We'll be right back. Yesterday, article came out. Dan Snyder was looking for indemnity. Wanted to know from the owners and the NFL, if I sell the team... Will I be protected for anything that comes my way moving forward? People was wondering why. Will someone be asking for something of that nature? Well, today, Don Van Natta came out with an article that talks about a $55 million secret loan that happened without the minority owners of the team knowing about it. Also went into a lot of talk that there were uh, people that knew it and didn't want to investigate it. NFL, Roger Goodell. And now it's coming out, and that seems to be the focus of a government, a federal probe, which normally doesn't seem to be something that's going to end up good for whoever they're going after. So uh, many people were wondering, is this more of a criminal type thing? And the question was asked to Don Van Natta about whether or not he would be charged or not, and he cleared that up. Well, what we reported, all I, all I can tell you is what we reported. And what we've reported is that this is an area that is under examination by agents, FBI agents, and prosecutors. So it's on their in, radar. It, it's on their radar. It's on their radar. They, they, they are aware of it. They've look, they're looking into it. They have subpoenas out specifically about this information. I know for a fact that they have this NFL arbitration petition and other uh, material that we have in our possession that we reported on today, and they are looking very seriously at the, this issue. But as you mentioned, the Jason Friedman allegations mm-hmm. about the two separate sets of books, they're looking at that too. In fact, the team confirmed for me that they had received a subpoena about that matter last uh, late last year. Um, but they, they say they knew nothing about this until I started raising questions about it. <laughs> well, those questions are there now. And it, it continued on where um, we know when an article comes out or some type of report comes out, the first thing we will get from the commanders is that, hey, hey, it's not true. And I guess people are always wondering, like, who are the sources? Where are you getting this stuff from? And Don has addressed both of those. The next two, I think, it'll be landfill on the sources of allegation, of the allegations. And also, was he surprised that the team hadn't come out? But when you know what you're giving, if you're giving facts, you don't care if they say is factual or not. Yes, there is one source uh, quoted uh, saying that, but we have, we have multiple sources, though, that are aware that this is an area of inquiry. But yes, there is one source that said that basically that the three former partners of Snyder are, as this source put it, not just whistleblowers. They are billionaires, all three of them, Dwight Shar, Fred Smith, and Robert Rothman. Fred Smith, the co-founder of FedEx, and they made these allegations to the NFL in this arbitration petition and wanted the NFL to investigate what happened with this credit line and, and this, this loan that Snyder got out that they had no knowledge of and nothing ever came of it. And now that matter is no longer in the hands of the NFL. It's in the hands of federal prosecutors. 
Well, I guess uh, the best source is a person that, you know, was involved and they're finding out that you're getting loans without them knowing anything about it. So ultimately, I would think that those three guys would be vital sources. And on top of it, if they were getting private loans and getting charged uh, when they thought it was unnecessary, that's like someone taking money out of your pocket. So on the, 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 the case of, are you surprised the team hasn't come out to denounce your article? No, they've seen the story. I mean, I, I, it's hard for me to say whether I'm surprised or not. They put out all sorts of statements about our story back in October that I did with my colleagues, Seth Wickersham and Tisha Thompson, about Snyder telling people around the league, including owners, that he had dirt on some owners and on Commissioner Roger Goodell. They put out a lot of statements denying that. John Brownlee, the counsel for the commanders, was quite vocal that there was no truth to any of that. So, it's early. Uh, you know, we'll see what they have to say about it. Um, but again, I want to be really clear with your listeners that the story is based on documents. These are confidential documents. It's, I, I was able to go into so much detail because I had really a roadmap for all of the allegations that were made behind closed doors by Snyder's three former partners about alleged financial misconduct against Snyder, something that the NFL, again, chose not to investigate and uh, now it's a matter of inquiry, as I say, for the prosecutors in Virginia. Well, I think what a lot of people have to understand, if you're not dealing with something that's top secret uh, with the government, you're, that's the only thing that nobody gets their eyes on. And I think a lot of times people get their eyes on that eventually. But if you're dealing with stuff that's been in the courts, most of these reporters, when they go out there and they request, they normally can get, they get a chance to check it out. And if you read the article, the guy is not talking about what he thinks or what he feels or suspects. He's talking based off of what he read in a report that was written by these people that are investigating this whole little case here. And I think the ultimate thing is that, you know, we can hear a lot of people say a lot of stuff. When the federal people roll in and you start discussing things based off of those papers, this is not he say, she say. This is things that they've investigated and they found out to be factual and things of that nature. But I think the whole question would be people are concerned, like, if I sell, like, since he's worried about indemnity, well, coming to ask for that now, people were asking this question, I think, before. If he were to sell the team, will they stop the investigation or will people, the charges stop? Uh I don't think it just stopped, especially if it's something that's federal. They're going to keep coming after you. It doesn't trans. Now, that, that is something I know. When you sell the team, the, the bad things that you did before won't follow the new owner. That's going to stay with the owner that had the team. Let's see what he said about that. I don't think it would have any impact, but, that, but you're asking me to speculate on that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I I'm not 100% sure um you know i know that the washington post reported this question of indemnification yesterday that snyder mm-hmm. was seeking um you know whether that factors into this i mean it's po- it's certainly possible it occurred to me when i saw that report last night that uh, that may be part of what's going on here but you know there's a lot of worry around the nfl that snyder may not sell and I know that the Post and others, and we've reported, we reported back in October that there's uh, certainly some owners that feel that Snyder may need to be forced to sell. So, um, you know, there's a lot still to come here, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's a question you're asking me to speculate on, guys, and I'd rather not do that. I really don't know the answer to that one.
Well, Don wouldn't speculate, but let me give you a little speculation here. I'm here if, for it. If you sell the business, you the assets transfer and also some of the liability. That liability is normally when you owe somebody this, that, or the other. You have orders that you have to come in. But I don't think the criminal activity transfers when you do anything in a, in a sale. So if this team was sold, they're not going – they, they're not going to move on to the next people. They're going to be going after the people that actually did whatever they are, are sitting up here speculating or they're uh, accused of. It won't be where it's going to go somewhere else. So, nope, when you sell a team, it won't stop because they want to get to the bottom of it. Totally, Brian. Yeah. And, I mean, now a new owner will buy the debt and yeah. a new owner will buy the – fractured fan base and a new owner will buy the dramatically reduced season ticket but i'm not holders. buying that federal probe <laughs> no that goes with you dude that, that federal goes probe with might you. make me make the price drop a little bit for me you know what i mean totally so <laughs> we just got done talking to ron rivera there uh, and i want to it was me ben standing sam fortier from the post and nikki jabala from the post and um i i don't want to transition because i think all of this is a part of it but it was interesting at the end of the set. So the way this works, here's a little behind the curtain for folks, is every NFL coach, or most of them, do a podium session at the combine, which often turns into a little bit of a circus um, because there are reporters from all over the country and a lot of reporters that aren't exactly beat reporters but, like, kind of stand to come to Indy to write a certain story. Like, there's one reporter I've heard – asking every head coach that's talked. And so this so far this morning, about eight or ten coaches have already talked. And there's there's one reporter, and maybe this will end up being a very cool story, but he asked Ron about, hey, coach, um, when you see draftable players that have a background in wrestling, what do you think about them? And in my head, I'm like, what the hell is this dude talking about? And it's, you know, you're, you're trying to find an interesting angle to write a story. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happens at the big podium. And then Ron, and, you know, thank you to the commander's PR, he then does a session for local reporters that ask kind of more nuanced, more detailed questions specific about the team. Like I I asked them some questions about the interior O-line and if they're going to be big spenders or in free agency, stuff like that. We're working to get that audio. We're going to run that full audio for you. Um, But in the meantime, Ron got asked about the new report that came out this morning about Dan Snyder. Mm -hmm. And I know this to be true that Ron has been in competition committee meetings all morning. Um, and the meetings ran late, so Ron didn't get started till a little bit late. Like, I know all of that is, is factual. And Ron also said, he's like, hey, plausible deniability. I don't know what you guys are talking about, so I'm not going to answer any questions about it. I've been in meetings all morning, but it's really nice to be here. We're looking for football players. Yep. Don't Whether or not Ron has read the article, he sure <laughs> knows what – Hey, yeah. somebody sent him a text because you got to make sure he's on board when somebody asks questions. But you know what? I've been in a meeting. I don't know anything. I got to move forward with it. But, hell, I would say this. If he knows nothing, that PR department needs to be overhauled. I I imagine <laughs> I imagine he was like, I here, here could the conversation go like this? Hey, Coach, we got to talk. There's a new ESPN story. I don't want to hear that. What time do I have media? Uh, 12.30. All right, let me know after. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm Think the, about I'll meet you at twelve thirty-five. <laughs> right, dude. We know this to be true because he jokes about it. That on Mondays when he has to do a press conference with the media, he the he meets with the medical staff after the press conference. Yeah. And so then when he's asked medical questions in the press conference, he's like, I haven't met with medical yet. He's the boss. He can meet with people whenever he wants to. But <laughs> it, hey, he's not lying. He's telling the truth. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about some of the football stuff Ron covered there, specifically Sam Howell, about about what we think and what nationally people think as it relates to the commander's role in Sam Howell because there is a, a very clear divide. But let me tell you an area where you don't want a divide. That is the foundation of your home. When you look at the Washington professional for, football franchise, they have serious problems in their foundations. They should call... 58 Foundations and Waterproofing. It's J.P. Finley here, and 58 Foundations and Waterproofing is committed to five-star service, protecting basements, crawl spaces, and foundations for 64 years. This is a really friendly company, and you will be glad you called 58 Foundations and Waterproofing. With their lifetime warranty, friendly foundation solutions, and money-back guarantee, you can trust 58 Foundations and Waterproofing to do your job right the first time. Call 58 Foundations of Waterproofing for a free, no obligation, no pressure quote. Tell them J.P. Finley sent you. Go to 58foundations.com. A whole lot of information. But I wonder where Cam Curl ranks in the getting yeah. a deal done situation because Payne just had 11 and a half sacks, made the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Uh, there are NFL agents that will tell you a sack is worth about $1.75 million on the open market. Mm-hmm. And that, that figure I got was from a few years ago. Maybe it's up to two now. It's entirely possible Payne wants a deal that starts at $20 million and maybe gets to 22 something like that. Mm-hmm. A curl deal isn't approaching that. I mean, one, safeties aren't played like stud D, st- safeties aren't paid like stud D tackles. That's just the market. And two, he's still in a contract extension situation. He's under contract for another year. So whatever money you're giving him, he's got, you know, unless he's steadfast and he's waiting for free agency, you could probably get a deal done that works for both parties. Mm-hmm. It's possible, but then again, safeties are starting to get $10 million. Oh, yeah. I'm Never not saying million. it won't get to ten. So what I'm saying is, like, how, how does that look? You know, if I'm signing, if I'm giving you, if I'm going to sign early and give you a long-term deal, then I need to get some money up front. Oh, so I'm not. Typically, the extension never kicks in until the current contract expires. Mm-hmm. So, like, the money won't be until next year. But that but money still has to be put there, though. I, I'd argue Minka Fitzpatrick is probably the best safety in the NFL. I mean, you, you, maybe that's splitting hairs. You can, if you yeah. like Derwin James or you like whoever you like, right? Minka signed a deal that's paying him about 18. Uh-huh. I, I don't think you're getting there with Curl. I, no. I think a, a Curl deal, especially as an extension, is probably about 14. And, B, they can dress it up the same way they did with McLaurin where the, the guaranteed money doesn't kick in until the extension begins. So you're kicking the can down a year. Mm-hmm. It, I, I wonder, and I don't know this, and, and I've had zero off-record conversations here in Indy so far because I've been sitting at this radio table. But, like, I wonder if they don't try to get a curl thing done first, knowing that it's easier, maybe the wrong word, but, but more attainable, certainly. I would, I would try to get it done. 
I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> when Ron says we're trying to take care of our in-house stuff, a lot of our, our minds tend to run to Deron Payne, but they have other in-house stuff they should be trying to get done. Mm-hmm. I, I also I, I asked him directly about Sam Cosme, if he's going to play guard or tackle. There wasn't really an answer. said we've talked about it, and uh, Eric's talked to Sam about it. <laughs> I think fair is the wrong word, but if you want to succeed here, if you want a chance at success – Tell the kid where he's going to play and let him work really hard just on that position. They might have not told you, but they told him. You think he knows already? Hell yeah. Because well, right now, if I watched last year, I think he's, he's, he's better suited at guard. That's my opinion. Uh, I, when I watch him on the edge, he gets lost, and he's not as quick off the ball. And quick twitch, pass rushers going to blow his ass off the ball and beat him all day. But he's strong as hell. You know, he has that aggressiveness, so that guard may help him out. And I'm sure they told him that because now, once I get you solidified, I go start looking for somebody else at another position. See, we, we, we are we so caught up in the mindset of guy played tackle in college, you need to play tackle in the NFL. No. In the NFL, the best five people on your team play. I don't care if he was a center. He, he might be a better guard. Move his ass to guard. He could have been a tackle, but he's a better center. Move him to, move him, uh, to center. And you get the best five, that's how your team worked. Dallas did it. You look at those, like when Washington had the halls going on back in the day, those guys had played multiple positions. But they settled down in the position that they played better at this level here. And I think you have to, you have to figure that out. But we get caught up in trying to force feed them based off of what they did in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, I know we, we knock it a lot of time when they try to move people. But if a guy is capable of doing it, you move him and keep, totally. keep going with it. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I, w- I want to circle back to the, the bombshell story that, from this morning about the secret $55 million loan Dan Snyder took out without knowledge of his then business partners and the legal ramifications that presents if the Department of Justice, the, the feds, are able to prove – that was the case. I mean, the ramifications could go as high as Park Avenue and NFL offices. We'll see. But there there does seem to be this discord between kind of national reporters here in Indy and just the perception that this team is ready to roll with Sam Howell. They're not saying he's the guaranteed starter, but they're saying he's going to be QB1 going into this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like locally, I feel like Ron and the staff, and I, Brian, even feel like maybe you and I, I don't want to speak for you, but I believe them. I, I believe this is the plan. And maybe there are a no, there's a confluence of factors of why this is the plan. You have the, the failure of Fitz, the failure of Wentz. You have these ownership issues that are going to hamstring the budget. They've talked about budget significantly. Um, you have a 16th pick that doesn't really seem advantageous towards getting one of these young quarterbacks. And, and I think this might be the primary factor, they do like Howell. Yeah, but – I think another thing you forgot, he's the only guy that signed. Sure. I want to dive into Especially after yesterday. Especially. (laughs) You know, he's the only guy that signed. So, of course, that could be what the deal is. But you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if if they were to make a change because, like, Ron has talked so much about not letting people know stuff. And that's why I get sometimes get caught up in the, is he really telling me the truth or is he trying to throw a smoke screen? Because he was so – he always would let things out. Now he's starting to keep things close to the vest. So I wouldn't be surprised if somebody else came along. 
And I wouldn't be surprised if Hall stayed there as a guy. I think it seems like they still kind of want to bring Heineke back. Um, a lot of moving parts. I, I got a couple of names that, that I find pretty interesting at the quarterback position. Do not go anywhere. It is B. Mitchum Finley. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.